The Courage to Lead, episode 147. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Hey, Coach Harley here. Welcome by IB4E Coaching. This is coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Jermaine Cheatham is a self-described minimalist entrepreneur, and he's created financial freedom by doing less. Jermaine grew up in a broken home, abandoned, scared, fearful. His life changed when he discovered sports and found his competitive spirit, and he has never looked back. Jermaine went into sales, determined to win. He set company sales records, yet felt empty looking at the commission checks. How could he contribute so much value to a company and get paid so little? That's when he knew that he was playing the wrong game and decided to become an entrepreneur. Now, after perfecting his business model and completing tens of millions in funded transactions, Jermaine is on a mission to empower sales professionals to become financially independent by doing less, working smarter, not harder. Jermaine enjoys freedom of working from anywhere in the world, and he joins us today from Turkey. Jermaine, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. No, this is great. I I know when we've talked before, you I think you were in South Africa, and then we talked again, you're up in the Mediterranean somewhere, and now Turkey. That is That is phenomenal. I love that roaming lifestyle. My wife and I are roaming domestic for now, but at some point we definitely want to do the uh, the international travel. That's great. Very cool awesome. stuff. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right. You should, you should do it without any hesitation. <laughs> uh, you know, the only thing that's holding us back is uh, she has to be available to go to client sites um, every once in a while. So we figured we'd try this year staying domestic in case she has to hop in. But after that, I mean, you know, Zoom. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I want to come back and talk about how you got your start, how you found your financial freedom and how you help others find theirs. Um, But before we get started, I've got 10 questions that I ask every one of my guests. Uh, Listeners will know these are the questions made famous on the TV show Inside the Actors Studio, where the host James Lipton asks these questions of his Hollywood uh, guests from TV, film and stage. And I figured if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So, Jermaine, if you're ready, 10 questions for you, sir. I'm ready. All right. Question number one. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Freedom. Excellent. What is your least favorite word? Can't. What turns you on? People. And what turns you off? Fear. What sound or noise do you love? Laughter. What sound or noise do you hate? Complaining. Yes. All right. Question seven. What is your favorite curse word? That seems to be the most popular. All right. (laughs) What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, motivational speaking. Okay. And what profession would you not like to do? Janitor. All right. And last question, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You've always been here. Nice. Nice. I like that. 
All right, Jeremy, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about how you got your start, how you found your freedom, how you help people find their freedom. And at some point, we'll transition into courage and leadership, okay? Great. All right, listeners, we will talk about all of that and more right after this, so stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'm back with my guest, Jermaine Cheatham. Jermaine, thanks again for agreeing to be on the podcast. It's great to talk to you all the way from Turkey. That is awesome. I'm jealous. Um, When you say freedom, you're not talking just financial freedom. You're free. You're untethered. You're unbound, right? You travel the world. How did you get to that point? Growing up, I know I read your bio and things like that. You, you said you had a rough childhood, to say the very least. Did you know that this is something you always wanted to do? No, um, but I knew what my core was telling me to do. So I didn't know the details. I didn't know exactly what it would look like. But I knew in my core, I always wanted to be free and not necessarily, um, you know, I I mean, I guess financial was part of it, but more it was being free of my mind um, and not being stuck in these stories that I made up. And I I learned at a very young age, we all make up stories. And, And the truth is about life. Nothing is true. Nothing is, there's no reality. You make it up. Like everything in life, you look around, Everything was made up by ordinary people that are just winging it. They're just making stuff up. If I call this a backpack and this an arm, this is not really a backpack and this is not really an arm. We just call it that. It's right. just a story. So when I, when I start to kind of connect the dots, when I realized people would make these stories up that were not helping them feel alive and feel free, I, at, at, a, at a young age, I realized, well, it's up to me to figure this out. And it's up to me to, to unchain myself so I could be free to create what I wanted to. And I believe there's just two people in the world. There's creators and there's victims. And I just always wanted to learn how I could become more of a creator of my life. Because if you look at nature, you look at life, you look at um, humans in general, we're all creators. Life is about creation. And if you look at life from that lens, you're always making something beautiful if you choose to, or you can be a victim of quote unquote, your circumstances. So, you know, I always kind of felt about the word freedom is, you know, it's financial freedom first, because, and it doesn't mean you have to make millions of dollars. Right. You have to decide what's free for you. Exactly. The bum on the street, the bum on the street might consider himself financially free, and that's fine. There's no right or wrong. So you have to decide what your financial freedom is. Decide how much you want to spend and how much you want to uh, make. It's it's very simple. It's how much you make and what you spend. It's not rocket science. Right. But that's that's the first level of life is financial freedom. You can decide what that's going to be, and then after that, now you have time. And the second level of life, as far as I'm concerned, is time freedom, where you can spend time however you want. And once you realize that, and once you get more time to be by yourself, away from media, away from family, away from your culture, away from all these ideas and all these stories like we talked about, you start to realize, oh, this is not what I thought. Life is different than really what it really appears to be. These are all other people's stories that are, are trying to be imprinted on me. 
And so now you can see clearly because you have time to see clearly, to hear your actual, your intuition, the real you, whatever you call it. Because you might call me Jermaine, but that's not who I really am. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just a ball of energy. Yeah. I, I don't know what I am because we just got here, right? We're leaving. So, that's right. um, so, so, when you, so when you have time to sit and think about these things, well, then you start realizing, huh, the, the third level after that time freedom is then you have ego freedom where you realize all this thing that all these things we thought were real are not real. All these things I think about myself are not real. And then you can take a deep breath and just enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride, enjoy the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. Um, and that's the hardest part. The, the third level of life is the hardest, the ego freedom. So yeah. that's something everyone's still working on. I'm still yeah. working on it, but um, that's what I mean when I say the word freedom, all sure. three of those levels. Absolutely. No, hundred percent. Because we do surround ourselves with the trappings of what we think is the generally accepted definition of freedom, right? Rather than, like I said, taking time to stop and think what we want for our lives and everything like that. Now you say in your, in your, in your bio and stuff that uh, you had a rough childhood, uh, grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. Talk a little bit about that. Is that where these stories started forming as, as kind of a, a barrier, I guess, or an escape? Well, yeah, because I grew up in obviously a, a rough neighborhood, a single parent household. My mom's white, my dad's black. He was never in the picture. And so um, I always had these ideas about people and I didn't trust anybody. I didn't, I, I really, at the, at the, um, my entire uh, growing up period, I had very little trust of anybody. And so I always had to figure out what's really true about people. And are these stories I'm making up about myself of me not being worthy or good enough or whatever it is um, true? And also are these stories about other people true that they're, they're losers, they're scared, they run away, they're, they're, they're weak, feeble, um, sad people in general. They're just, I used to always think to myself, well, if a father is willing to leave their children, what does that mean that a stranger is capable of doing to another stranger? Hmm. So it made me kind of jostle with this idea of, I got to find out what's true. And so um, that's just kind of always been my mission in life in general to find out what's true. Because once you find the truth about life, then you are completely free in all all senses of the word. Yeah, absolutely. And you found sports in school. What sport did you did you go after? Uh, All of them, pretty much. I mean, football, track, basketball. Um, The ones I love the most were basketball and football. But, you know, like like in the bio you're reading, you know, once you start to realize, oh, the competition makes you better mentally, physically, spiritually, and it makes you better with uh, in the realm of uh, community with, you know, your teammates and also your competitors. Um, it opened my eyes to a whole nother level of, of life, really. And so um, that really sparked me on a different journey. Nice. And then you got into sales. Was that something you were looking for or just happened to, to fall into? Yeah, the last thing I want to do is talk to people. <laughs> that was the last thing I wanted to do. But um, you know, I, I thought I was going to be someone that sticks in a cubicle and mm-hmm. just kind of kept my head down. But um, just the universe's happenstance, I ended up in a sales role because it's the only job that would hire me. And so there I was making 300 phone calls. And I realized that if all these things are true that I've been telling myself that people are scumbags and people hate me, then this is going to put it to the test. Because if you feel that way about yourself or about others, you can't succeed. And on the process of making 300 cold calls a day, I realized 99.9% of people are awesome. They're friendly, they're cordial. They just want to win just like me. And um, 
so another, that's another kind of stepping stone that opened my eyes to the truth that sure. the truth is people are great. And, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people do, you know, they won't travel because they're afraid of people in other countries because they don't speak the same language. They don't eat the same foods and they're afraid of it. It's something unknown. And they think have all these weird perspectives. Um, 300 cold calls a day. That's, I mean, that gives me the willies because <laughs> I don't like making the cold calls and stuff like that. How did you get past that? Was it something easy to overcome or did it take you a while to get up to that? Well, it helped that, that I was, I had done door-to-door sales before that. Okay. So that's way worse because they'll slam the door right in your face. So, um, you know, getting hung up on is not quite as, as invasive. <laughs> um, but th- I guess really what was driving me was this, this intense curiosity and thirst to find the truth about you know, people and myself. And so that was really the drive with the cold calls where, you know, every conversation was a moment in time that I got to talk to somebody that I would never get to talk to probably again in my life. Hmm. And so it's my opportunity to convey my messaging to them, but also share this moment together. Because if you think about life, we're all here around the world at the same time, the same era, the same generation, Hmm. and then we all die. And so it's like, why would I um, just kind of squander that opportunity just because I'm scared to make a cold call or they might say no? Why don't I just have fun with this and, and enjoy the conversation, even if it's not the right fit? Let's just have a conversation to see if this works. And if not, great, no, no big deal. But at least we had a, a moment to share together. Um, and so that was kind of my, my mindset was more about the process and more about um, how can I serve this moment to the best ability that I had. Nice. And then you started winning all kinds of awards. At the at the company or sales, did that cause any problems with your peers, the folks you work with? Um, I don't know because I'm kind of in a, in a silo. Um, probably uh, they probably. I mean, I think most uh, most people listen to the noise, and I just don't. So um, I get, there was noise, I guarantee you. But I would just um, I'm not a gossiper. I would I would just keep my head down and do my thing because I knew I was killing it. So jealousy is going to come up. It's just the way it happens. So, um, and if people are mad, then too bad. Yeah. It's more on them, right? It's not yeah. what you're doing. It's what they're not doing. Exactly. So absolutely. So, um, and you're running circles around them and stuff like that. When did you make the decision to go independent? How did that happen? Yeah. So I've, um, you know, always wanted to, you know, be on my own, just the whole freedom thing. So, um, that was, what was that about six, seven years ago? I just, I knew more than the people at my company knew about how to handle this business and how to do it efficiently and and do it effectively. And you don't need to go to these dumb meetings. We don't need to be in an office. You can do this from anywhere in the world. All you need is a laptop and a cell phone. And if you can talk to people, you can win. This is not rocket science. And so um, I just, I put a date on the calendar. I said, this is the day I'm going to do it. So I started it and and off we go. And that was, uh, that was about five, six years ago. Wow. And no looking back. That's awesome. Yeah. So that takes courage. You know, there's a lot of people out there that have this idea. I want freedom, but they're afraid to take that step, right? They walk up to the edge, they look over, they see what's possible, and then they step back. Where did you find the courage to take that step away from the comfort of the nine to five and kind of create your own, your own business? Well, I kind of have an axiom where I, I have no choice in life, but growth. Like I don't have no, I have no other choice. So when you look at life through that lens, you're always going to be the lookout of ways to grow and to become more and to create more and um, just to not to be stagnant. So 
um, for, for, for me looking at life through that lens, I had, I had no choice but to do this because I, I, I refuse to live with regret and I ref, refuse to be on the, if I make it to the rocking chair age, to look back and say, well, you know, I should have tried that or I, I just can't, I can't live with myself. Um, yeah. So it was very, it was actually, it was pretty easy, but e- easy to say it now, obviously, but in the moment, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of fear, a lot of worry, but I always feel like no matter what, I'll make it happen. I'll make it work. And so when you come into any situation with that kind of confidence, you're going to win. Well, and you mentioned the lens, the way we look at things dictates what we see, right? If you're looking for something that's scary, you're going to find it. If you're looking for something that's impossible to do in your mind, it'll seem impossible when you come up to it. So So it's the way you approach things, I guess, that does that. Where'd you learn that? Was that from just your upbringing or was that from sports? Um, hmm. I think it was a lot from sports. I think it was a lot from my upbringing. Um, you know, like my mother, she, she worked so many jobs. So I learned a lot from her, just you go out there and you make it happen. So she's not really around much, but I know what she's not messing around town or she's doing, she's doing the work. And so I kind of understood that work ethic. Like if you do good things and you work hard and you work smart, you'll be paid accordingly and it'll work out in the long run. So um, the confidence really comes from just doing stuff. Um, You know, life is a snowball. So once you start moving, it starts getting bigger and bigger. The problem is a lot of us don't start moving to begin with and then we just stay stuck. So um, I just learned it over just doing stuff. And then once you start doing stuff and it works, it's that virtuous cycle and you start realizing, oh, I'm winning. And it starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Very cool. Love that. Um, so tell me about your company and who you work with and how you help them. So what I do is I'm a, a loan broker. So we do loans for businesses. And so obviously I've been doing that for since 2003. But now I have such a tight process and such a, a great system in place. I, I, when I was traveling, I think it was in Italy. I took my mom to Italy for her birthday. And we were gone for like three or four weeks. And I realized I can do this from anywhere in the world. And there's nothing special about me. Anybody can do this. So we packaged up this, this what we do, you know, crossed every T, dotted every I, put it in a SOP basically. So there's no guesswork about, you know, what to do next. And so we help people uh, in the United States that want to do this, particularly salespeople, because this mm-hmm. is all we do is talk to people. And um, I figured out a way to do this where it's way more efficient. So instead of me making 300 cold calls to people, seeing if they need financing for equipment for their businesses, I would just connect with the equipment sellers and they would sell the financing for me. So now I'm only making 50 calls a day and I'm making, and the leverage is unbelievable because they're talking to a hundred people. I don't have to talk to, they're doing it for me. And so, um, so now we're, we're teaching people how to do exactly uh, what I do in this, in this business. And um, it's a shame that if I ever think about someone that's in sales and good at sales and they're in the cubicle or they don't like their job or they don't like their commission splits or they just feel like they're not free, yeah. they should at least have an opportunity to understand what this business is and have a chance to, to do this because uh, it's, it's changed my life. Wow. Yeah. So working within those walls and those cubicles you're talking about, they have to use their, that company's structure. You've got this mapped out. Is it a different approach? than they, they use normally? Or just uh, what, what makes your approach, your model different than the one they're used to using? I can't, I can't hear anything. Uh-oh. 
Hang on. Try this again. Test, test, test. Test, test, test. Okay, I can hear you good. Okay. Okay, Sorry. go ahead. Shoot, shoot just, that question again. Yeah, those just zone out. All right, give it a second of silence so I know where to edit. So the people you're talking about working for another company, they're in their cubicle, they're working the, the model that that company has. Your model is different. How does your model differ than what they're doing right now? What is your standard operating procedure that is different than what they're doing? Well, I don't know what they're doing because, you know, sales is a very general thing. You could be selling cell phones. You could be selling bed sheets. You could be selling laptops. You could be selling anything. What we sell is financing. And so um, you can plug and play anybody in sales into this role. So um, I guess what's different is all they do, like I've always done, is I call up people that sell equipment. And my particular niche is medical equipment. And I just find out if they need, if they use financing uh, to sell more equipment and could we partner so you could send me your, your clients. That's it. So um, it's, it's, a, it's probably the simplest sales process you can ever imagine. It has an immense amount of leverage because they're doing the selling for you. And the, the profit margins are ridiculous. So anybody could do this if they're in sales right now and they want to make a change. They can learn your method. Yeah. Anybody, yeah. Awesome. So do you teach this method? Do you have, do you hold courses or something like that or coach people through this method? Exactly. So that's that's what we put together was the 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 coaching, the course. Um, so people really have an idea of exactly what I do day to day so they can just copy it and do it exactly for themselves. Awesome. And then how long does that course take for them to learn your meth method or your model? It's kind of on your own speed. It depends on how, how much you want to make. Again, the whole financial freedom thing is, you know, you might be financially free in your mind off $5,000 a month or $50,000 a month or $5 million a month. It, it, everyone's kind of different. So um, it's really kind of your own pace. Uh, just to learn actual materials, you could learn the materials and like what I do day to day in a week. Um, but the real, the real litmus test, do you have the stomach to make 50 to 75 calls a day to strangers or somewhat or somewhat warm leads you'd find right. on LinkedIn um, to people that sell medical equipment or whatever, any other equipment that, that people would want to buy? Yeah. Do you have that stomach to do that day in and day out for you know, the six to 12 months. And the truth is 95% of people say they can do it, but they just don't because either they're lazy or they're hopeful. And then they realized, oh, I'm kind of lazy. You know, people yeah. say a lot today, but they do a lot tomorrow or do yeah. they do something different tomorrow. So um, that's really that's really what it comes down to. Are you willing to, to put in the reps, make the contacts? And if you do, you'll you'll win. But most people just don't. So um, it's definitely not rocket science. It's the simplest thing you'd ever imagine. Wow. That is cool. So you're connecting the finance with the buyers or you're connecting the, the product people with the buyers. How, what is the, what is it you're, you're doing? I guess I'm trying so, to understand the. So say, for example, you sell ultrasound machines. Okay. I would call you and say, Hey, Harlan, would you like to use my financing to sell more of your ultrasound machines? Cause it's probably going to sound nicer for $500 a month to tell your doctor instead of 30,000. Right. And you're going to say, Oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So, uh, so when okay. I have Dr. Smith, I'll call you Jermaine. Great. So then Dr. Smith, you know, and, and you, us three connect right. and then Dr. Smith gets the financing from me, buys the equipment from you. Okay. 
Nice. Everyone wins. So, and then the great thing is you're, as you now we're partners and now we're friends, you're still talking to doctors all day long, mm -hmm. hundreds of them. Mm -hmm. And you keep sending me deals over and over. So five, 10, 20 relationships like we have can be extremely fruitful and I'm not doing any more work. I'm just waiting for you to call me and tell me about the next deal. That is awesome. And taking those calls from anywhere in the world. That's awesome. Yes, exactly. Very cool. Very cool. So how many people do you have working with you? So for, in my company, we just have two people in my, in my personal company. So I still do this on my own. Mm -hmm. I'm just teaching other people how to do this nice. because my whole thing is I don't, I, I want to be free and I want other people to be free. So I want them to have their own companies and do their own thing. So I simply just teach people how to do this, teach them how to set up their business, do their LLC, the whole nine yards, everything they need nice. to know and just execute, just do the calls, do what I tell you to do on LinkedIn and execute. But as far as my company, we just have two people at my company and that's the way I like it. <laughs> nice. Very cool. So admin type folks to help out with things. Exactly. Very cool. Um, and then before at the sales company, when you're doing inside sales or, or sales, um, did you have people working for you then reporting to you? No, no. I was, just an, I was just an employee. Okay. Wow. I was just, I was just a sales guy, just kind of a lone, lone ranger sales guy. And <laughs> I was like, I should be doing this on my own because this is silly me coming to the office and coming to these dumb meetings. I should just do this on my own and do what I want. And then I didn't realize the travel was going to come into play until that trip to, to Italy. And then I was like, why am I staying in Scottsdale? I should go travel everywhere. Absolutely. So that's, that's yeah, as long as you have an internet connection, phone connection, you can do what you do. Yeah. That is awesome. Very cool. So what do you look for in a leader? Like if, if you had an employee, uh, the employer that's working with you right now, and I bumped into them on the road and said, hey, tell me about your mains, leadership style. What do you think they'd tell me? What kind of leader would you say you are? Well, I have a weird philosophy on leadership. Um, I don't believe in leadership. Okay. So what, what I would say to your question is, can they lead themselves? Because if you can lead yourself, then other people are going to watch that, witness that, and emulate that. So I really don't believe in this 10 steps to leadership or all this BS. I, I think truly in my heart of heart, leadership is about an internal thing. If you lead yourself, if I say tomorrow, I'm gonna wake up at 6 a.m. and go to the gym and I do it, that's a leader. If I say, I'll, I'll be on the call today at 7 p.m. Turkey time and I did it, I'm leading myself because I said, I'm gonna do it. So right. leadership to me is about following through on the things you said that you were gonna do to yourself. Awesome. And people do watch, people do see, right? And uh, the role of the leader is to create more leaders, not more followers. Well, you do that by, like I said, being consistent, by doing what you say, saying what you mean, right? That's awesome. Yes. Very yeah, cool. That's, that's, I would, I would never, the, the, the easiest way for, to, to, to lead people is to say, hey, Harlan, what do you want to create? What do you want to do? And you say, I want to do X, Y, and Z by September 31st, 2024. Great. And how are you going to get there? Da, da, da. Great. If they're not executing those things, then they're not leading themselves. True. So there's nothing I can do as a quote unquote leader to help you. Mm -hmm. uh, inspiration and motivation is like Tylenol. It wears off. It does. So you have to, you have to have that engine internally that's feeding you and fueling you to do something more. Um, and you got to tap into whatever that is. And that's the individual thing. But in your coaching, is that what you're, do you help your clients do that? to get that, that consistency down to build that motivation? Yeah, I, I ran through the, the exact 
thing we just talked about is, well, what do you want to create? How much do you want to make a month? Okay, here's what you need to do. Do this every day. And then on, on the emails and calls when we have with them, if they're not doing that, then this is why you're not winning. Yeah. There's nothing more to talk about. Very cool. Very I mean, because cool. because here, here's the thing. We live in 2022. I mean, even 50 years ago, there's still libraries and there's mm-hmm. books galore on how, how to make a cold call or you can just Google it or how to, how to do this or how to do that. There's so many ways to figure out whatever the hell you want to do. But the main problem with humans that I see is they want to figure out how to do it instead of just taking action and figuring out along the way. Because the easiest way to learn something is just doing it and then say, oh, that didn't work that well. Let me try this. And oh, that didn't work that well. And try this. That's what I've been doing for the last, whatever, 20 years. And that's why I put this in this program because I just say this right now. And in two weeks from now, say this and then say this. And if you don't follow the script and what we're saying, then I don't have to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That sounds pretty, pretty easy to follow, though. Yeah, if you've got that. So these folks that come to you and stuff, what are they what's holding them back? Is it that, that fear? Is it the not knowing what to say, or is it just the over-analysis trying to learn rather than doing? That, that's exactly it. They, people want to learn instead of do. Um, that's why there's so much media out there in the world. That's why there's so much how-to out there in the world, mm-hmm. because they're always, people are trying to learn more. Well, once I get this, or once I, once I get my business cards, then I'll start the cold calls. Or once I get my new laptop, then I'll start my YouTube channel. Or once I get the right lighting or da, 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 like, it's always, and everyone falls prey to it. I fall prey to sure. it. You fall prey to it. Everybody yeah. falls prey to it. I'm not saying anyone's immune, but once you get to higher levels of consciousness, you realize you're doing this to yourself. And you yeah. say, okay, and, the, and then the leadership kicks in and says, enough, Jermaine, I'm just going to get started. And yeah. I'm going to say tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., I'm going to wake up and I'm going to put together 10 videos about X, Y, and Z or make 10 cold calls or do 10 push-ups. And then once you do that, you become a leader of yourself and you start having that snowball effect where you start feeling proud, you start feeling confidence. And you're like, oh, next the next day I'm going to do 20 cold calls. And then the next day, and it just builds and builds. So um yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's just that old idea of, you know, fear. I'm not ready. I'm scared. I don't want to make mistakes. And really, I don't want to look humiliated in front right. of other people. And the, you, and that's where humility comes into play. That's why they sound so alike, because yeah. you have to sometimes look humiliated to have humility. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know my business coach is always saying, Hey, how many cold calls have you made today? It's like, uh, you know, I've sent some email out. He goes, okay, but how many cold calls have you made? Well, you know, I texted a few people. It's like, it's actually diving in there and doing it. Like you said, learn from your mistakes, try something. If it works, do it again. If it doesn't, try something different. Yeah. I think, I think one of the bigger also problems in, in today's culture is everyone wants makes things too complex. Mm-hmm. And really, if you can make things simple, like, like the whole minimalist entrepreneur thing is my life is so simple. My process is so simple because I don't have a lot of metrics or KPIs. It's just one thing. How many cold calls did you make today? That's it. If you do these, this one thing every day, you're going to win. Or if, if, you know, say you're trying to lose a weight, maybe you should just fix, stick to one, one thing. How about you fast for 18 hours every day? And then don't worry about anything else and, and talk to me in 90 days. You're, your body's going to look totally different. So it's like we want to make things so complex. And then the paralysis by analysis kicks in. Absolutely. Like I said, we're all guilty of, of that. Sheesh. 
All right. Well, I definitely have some work to do on my side. So uh, thanks for <laughs> all those words. That's awesome. No, because really that's that's something that I have struggled with is making those calls. And I think a lot of it is I'm imposing my feelings on the caller rather than calling them and just having a conversation with them. I'm thinking, oh, they don't want to be disturbed right now. So I'll wait till later, you know, or um, I saw a video the other day online where the guy was saying, you know, you're getting ready to bid a job and the job is 15 grand but you're going to mark it down to 12, five, because you don't think I mean, 15 grand is a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. It's like, don't impose your financial uh, weirdness on them. Right. Yeah. Just it's so true. It's, it's like that idea of everyone's trying to impose their fears on the other person or, or even sometimes your joy. Like if I'm very joyful, you're going to start being joyful too. It's just, it's just the energy exchange we have as humans. And so like you were saying about the cold calls, I used to have the same problem. I used to think to myself, I don't want to bother them right now. But then I changed it and I say, listen, I'm talking, my, this is my internal dialogue is Jermaine, I'm serving these people. I'm giving them the best experience because someone else is going to get the business. Mm -hmm. So they might as well get it from me because I'm going to give them the best experience. They're going to enjoy working with me and I'm helping them sell more. And why wouldn't I take advantage of this moment? I have them breathing. And so as you, as you reframe, like life is about reframing. And when you reframe things, um, things get really easy. Nice. Yeah, because I, and like most people, I talk myself out of things a lot. I need to stop doing that. Very cool. Jermaine, this has been awesome. I appreciate you calling in from Turkey. I know it's, it's late over there and stuff. Um, really appreciate your time. If people want to get in touch with you and find out more about your program, how can they do that? What's your, what's your website? Yeah, they can just go to creatorslearn.com. Um, so like, like my thing, I believe we're all creators yep. and we, we learn how to create what we want. So this creatorslearn.com is where you'll find all the information. Very cool. And are you also on LinkedIn? No, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm on Instagram, but not on LinkedIn. Okay. Very cool. All right. Uh, what's your Instagram? Uh, just my name. Okay. Very cool. I will have all that information in the show notes for people and hopefully they will reach out and talk to you. Do you have any, any special uh, items out on your website? Do you have any uh, resources or is it just set up a call with you to talk through it? Yeah, this, first you'll check out a kind of a, a webinar kind of goes you through a, a mini course of what we really do. And if there, people are more interested, then they can set up a call and we'll see if they're a good fit. Very cool. Excellent. All right. Jermaine, again, thanks again for calling in from uh, Turkey. Enjoy your time while you're out there. Say hi to all the people that I will someday meet. <laughs> that is awesome. And uh, thanks again for, for coming on the, on the program. Really appreciate sure. it. Hey, thanks bye. for having me. No problem. All right, listeners, hope you guys are taking lots of notes. Uh, check out uh, creatorslearn.com. Find out more about Jermaine's program. And uh, if, if you're in sales, definitely check out how this program works. All right. And share this episode with your family, friends, and colleagues. And stick around because there's always more coming. That's it for me, Coach Harlan, saying so long for now.